What you drinking, Brian? I'm drinking Newcastle Brown Ale. I had uh, I've not gone to the Specs, which is like Total Wine or the big beer store here to stock up on awesomeness. So I just uh, had a leftovers from um, football this weekend, last weekend. So just going going nice and easy and convenient. Yeah, kind of same here. What are you drinking? Dead guy. See, dead guy is like the standard. Is you know that's pretty nice. I like dead guy. I wish I had it yeah. on tap. Like, <laughs> excuse me. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, just I just was just like the last one in the fridge. I have some special beers for the next couple of weeks because we have some special episodes coming up. But we can talk about those later. Right. Um, yeah, it's uh, you know, dead guy's my go-to, so it's here. Dead guy's delicious. I, I really would like if I could just have a, I could run a tap into my office somehow. I, I would put that on keg all the time. Yeah. Um, that or Shiner. Good. Shiner's good. I haven't had a Shiner in so long. I was at the grocery store earlier today doing beer research, and I must have been like frowning analytically at the beers um, because two separate parties came up to me and asked me questions like I worked there. And I just answered them. <laughs> there you go. If you if you ever need a another job. Yeah, that's totally what I mean. <laughs> it's, like, it's right in front of you, savage. So. So. See, um, you had a good uh, good follow up chat with Connie. That was good. Say I, I couldn't find Shiner. Apparently, I can't. Oh get shiner easily here um i know that i know you can in some places but not my local grocery store that i usually get to but anyway that was the point of the story let's continue okay so you had a good follow-up sh- uh, episode there with uh, with connie i really loved doing that episode um i didn't enjoy listening to it and my audio editing or lack thereof afterward because uh, I was still kind of sick and congested and sniffling and stuff like that. Probably should have done a little bit more. So I appreciate everybody who stuck around with that episode. But um, but we had a really good time and felt like we really kind of covered some good ground. Um, and she was very organized. Like she was basically the host. That'll work. And that was cool. It was cool. It was good. Did you listen? Did you listen I to did. That episode? I did. It was good. Cool. So yeah, we had a, we had a really good time, and um, I there are so many people. You know, it, it's funny having a conversation like that. Just m- makes me sort of want to ha- keep having that same conversation, different conversations with everyone else. Because there were a couple of people who were like, "Oh, that was great. I would have loved to have been in on that conversation," and you know, I would have loved to. Like even we talked about. Uh, I think the first time we talked to Connie, we talked about like looping Julian because mm-hmm. that would conversation and we've just got to keep doing this because it's fun and even if we lose all four listeners i think we keep doing it i'm gonna keep doing it i'm not no offense to our listeners but i'm not doing it for them it's all good good, it's good but even though i'm not doing it for them they should still go buy a (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt um salesman of the year right here no kidding (laughs) 
we made t-shirts, folks, and I'm kind of proud that they're a little different. They're a little off of the beaten path of gray, white, black, um, normal, like kind of tech t-shirts, um, you know. Um, they're, they're brown, they're all, uh, recycled and organic. Um, and they, well, I mean, they don't exist yet because when you order them, we're going to have them printed specially for you. Um, and I will pack them and ship them. And if I happen to spill beer on your shirt, I will not charge you extra. That's a pretty good deal. Isn't that a good deal? That is a really good deal. There's a high probability that your shirt will ship with beer. <laughs> I'm just saying, folks, I will not spill beer on your. Yeah, and if you're going to be at uh, DevLearn, let us know, and we'll just bring them, bring them yeah. direct and deliver them on site. Super, don't guarantee that I won't spill beer at DevLearn <laughs> on your shirt, but you know, it's all part of the experience. Um, yes, we we will do DevLearn delivery. Um, maybe we can do a thing like we're going to be at this event, like, uh, the reception is a drinking event. So we should probably be there, um, or something, something along those lines, but we'll be pretty easy to find. You're doing a pre-con. What else are you doing at DevLearn? Uh, that's it. The Junto. Uh, oh, I know I'm doing a, actually speaking of Julie, I'm doing a, what are they? The a breakfast bite, uh, the morning thing oh, cool. uh, with Julie talking about usability, accessibility, and user testing, those types of things. So should be a good conversation. Sounds really cool. I will not be able to make any of the breakfast bites because of stuff that I'm doing with people. But um, yeah, that that's a man that that's just like the whole conference experience. If you go in for the breakfast bites, cause you're, you're really going all day starting. Yeah. Our, so yeah. Good on. Um, yeah. yeah. So anyway, well, um, so you're doing that. What morning is that? Do you know? I have no idea. I okay. want to say th- Thursday, maybe. Okay. I should probably, I'll, I'll, in one of the next episodes before DevLearn, I'll make sure I know, or we'll link it up in the show notes. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be a good week, though. And then we got Mayhem on the tail end, so that'll be fun. And uh, it'll be a good, uh, good week. I'm looking forward to the Junto just to see what the DevLearn style, you know, and how it how it plays out is going to be. And that has already started. I don't know if there are any spots, excuse me, I don't know if there are any spots left, but conversations around that have already started, which are really interesting and good. Excuse me, I'm drinking here. Um, and yeah, um, so that's that's really exciting. Um, I always like to meet some some more new people like that. Um, yeah. I forgot what we were talking about. So, yeah. what, are, what are you doing at DevLearn? Oh, um, I will be, I know I'll be attending my team's presentation. Um, we're showing the, the LMS, um, that we've been building, um, and really system that we've been building for the last uh, couple of years. Um, I'm also doing, um, a session with Matt Cross of the Office of Government Ethics, which exists. (laughs) And, um, we're doing a thing on, um, a model for business generation and kind of thinking about your learning function like um, a business and identifying your key partners and things like that, um, which is uh, something that we we dug into a little bit it up to all of us and both of us have done with our team since then. Um, so, yeah, that was just kind of an idea that uh, he came up with and we're having fun planning that out. Um, and 
then I'm going to be on the Ignite stage as well. So that'll be a, a little six-minute presentation um, and some other uh, well, no, some luminaries will also be on that stage. Um, so it's very, uh, it's just very cool. I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun to see what everybody has to say. Um, Chris Rockwell will be, who is a guest in an upcoming episode. Megan Bow also a guest in an upcoming episode. Um, Jane, see, I got myself in this shit now because I'm not, I'm not going to be able to name everybody. Jane Bozarth, um, Chad Udell, and I think Robert Gad is the other one. Um, and Neil Lasher, who totally rocked the Ignite stage last year, is going to host. Um, oh, cool. so, yeah, I did exactly. not know that. I knew that I knew everybody that was on the keynote or the uh, Ignite, but I didn't know he was going to host. That's cool. Yes. Um, and yeah, that that I think is going to be a lot of fun and um, a whole lot of work to put together, but a lot of fun. So. That's what I'm doing, and I will be in the Junto most of the rest of the time, I think. Although, truthfully, there are a lot of sessions that I really want to go to, so we'll see how that <laughs> we'll see how that plays out. Um, yeah, they've got some good stages, you know, with the emerging tech and technology and rich training things that I've and mobile, of course, that I'll be popping around to also. Um, so anybody who's looking into that, I think you'll be able to see a lot of cool stuff that people are doing from what I can tell so far. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that I, I have to think that probably Ruben Tosman, who's also going to be a guest before DevLearn, um, would be a part of that. I know his company is doing a lot of stuff with it. So, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. So we we have a a question that uh, we've it's actually back from august um that we need to get to and sort of ties into this being a sort of a um episode just uh catching up a little bit and talking through um any any new tools or anything else that we've got yeah but uh, james kingley uh on interframe on the twitter uh asks what tools do you like uh to mix and match what tools work well together and which ones don't uh, like in, in, for example, Engage inside of Captivate or Captivate inside of Lectora, et cetera, et cetera. So you have the – so I'll, I'll answer. My, on my side, I've, I've integrated um, – I, I don't ever use Captivate with anything because it, I hate it. So um, I don't integrate it or anything inside of it ever. Uh, I have – in ported uh, Camtasia and um, ScreenFlow stuff into, well, ScreenFlow export, so it's just, it ends up being an MP4, um, so it's just video um, in, into stuff like a Storyline or Articulate Presenter before. Um, I also hate Engage, mm-hmm. so I don't embed anything inside of Engage or um, use Engage exports inside of anything else. Yeah. Um, so as far as integration, it's mostly um, video, right? Which is ex- you know, so like I, I'll do a screencast and ScreenFlow, or um, I've used Screener before as a web object too. Yeah. Um, I haven't played with uh, the Storyline screen recording a whole lot, but it's nice that it's embedded now, which is it's nice pretty good. Feature. It's good. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah, so that's the that's the main stuff. And then I I know you've done a uh, quite a bit more with 
you know, like some HTML5 tools or, or, and then with Lector, obviously I've done, yeah. um, very little work with Lector. So what, what do you use? What do you mix and match? Um, God, you asked me this a couple of years ago and, um, yeah, I was doing a whole lot. Actually, I still am just with kind of different stuff. Um, Lectora has been really one of the main authoring tools that I've used um, as a developer. And um, I love it because you can embed, like anything that you can embed a web object into, you can do all kinds of shit. Um, so anything that exports to a web object can become, you know, something embedded within that. Um, so one of the things that I've done, uh, and I actually, I blogged about this a long time ago when Hype first came out, um, but you could embed, you could use Hype to create really cool animations, HTML5 animations, and then embed them in Lectora. Um, and it works really well. Um, it actually, I, I had this tested with a screen reader at one time, and it worked super. Um, you know, I had words flying around the screen and whatever inside the, the Hype animation, and it just read them like it was part of the Lectora page in the order that it was supposed to, and it was really beautiful. Um, back when I was... Um, I shouldn't say, but I'd say probably about five years ago, some of the main tools that I had were uh, Lectora and Captivate. And I used to do a lot of embedding of Captivate in Lectora um, so that I could have like the software simulation thing, but it could be within the context of a larger course. Mm -hmm. And so, for example, I could have a piece that um, maybe it was demonstrating or maybe it was testing uh, proficiency with uh, the software. And then it would actually um, you, you would do some JavaScript to pass um values to Lectora that would tell it that it could go ahead and do something or whatever. And, and it was, it was actually fairly easy to pass values back and forth between, uh, uh, Captivate and Lectora. So I really liked doing that. Um, I don't really so much anymore. I just hate Captivate. So now anymore. So, um, yeah, that's, that's that. Um, now I'm working a lot more with Hype, actually. I've kind of picked it up again and started using it again um, and doing some embedding um, of that. I mean, a lot of stuff you can do in Hype, just standalone. Mm -hmm. um, but... Um, or you could just like link hype to other hype documents. Um, but I have found that there are some times that I actually kind of still want the functionality and the ease of um, a more either a web development tool like Dreamweaver or um, a powerful e-learning tool like Lectora. So I'll, I'll you know, make those animations uh, within hype and then put them within something, you know, that's more page based. Because one of the things I really don't like about hype is that it has, um, you know how, you know, in the heyday of Flash, when whole websites were built in Flash, right. everything had to be within that nugget, you mm -hmm. know, I mean, you, it, you had to put all of the navigation in, um, it completely ignored everything about the browser. So the browser could do hardly any, anything with that, you know, it's one of the, one of the reasons we ate flash, right? So if you hit back on your browser, you were just going to completely go away from whatever you were doing and, and I have to reload it. Right. Um, that is still the case with a lot of tools that, um, use either, excuse me, JavaScript or Canvas for animations. So if you're building like a whole website within that structure, you kind of still have picked up those same um, 
problems mm. that that it, essentially inheriting it from Flash. So there's that, um, and I don't really like that. And a lot of times, if I'm doing something that is you know a course, um, I and want to have that structure. I think that there's some benefit of putting those animations actually on separate pages. And of course, if it's something more like performance support, where it's just this little piece, it's an animation or a a little bit of a, a simulation to show something, then that's going to be within a larger HTML structure anyway. Um, so that's sort of what I'm doing these days with combining. Um, I think that there's a lot of stuff that you can do. I, I think that the, the field is really opening up more and more as we're using more tools that are focusing on web technology rather than Flash. Yeah. Um, because like I said, it's, I mean, it's not that you can't combine, you know, put, you know, put a Flash object in, inside Captivate or, you know, use Captivate to create a Flash object and put it inside, you know, some, something else because um, you can do that but I just think that everything's a lot more open when you have access to the code right. um, and so I'm I'm having a lot of fun like combining things like that and um, it's it's kind of an interesting question too because you know the idea of combining multiple tools sort of implies that hey you're going to buy several tools um, and when you're working with like web development tools they are so much cheaper than e-learning yeah. authoring tools Um like hype is 50 bucks <laughs> um, and oh here's news and I don't even know whether this is going to make it into the HTML5 report because that's kind of uh, already gone but uh, and this was just announced but Adobe Edge uh, which is now called Adobe Edge Animate mm -hmm. um, has been released and it's free um, and there's just a lot of stuff that people in the web development community write and then release. It could be a tool, it could be a, you know a framework or you know boilerplate or something like that. Um, that it's just it's code and it's cheaper, it's freely available um, and easy to sort of work with and manipulate. So um, I'm you know I'm doing some of that now. I know I'm going to be doing a lot more of that. So I'm sure I'll have more stuff to revisit. And that was just a long, like much longer explanation of that question than I anticipated giving so um i i hope that was satisfactory i'm sure we'll yeah. revisit it too yeah i think we will so yeah. I, I have a quick question have it with any sure. of your hype embedded as web objects have you had any issues with with browsers um like in an organization yes. or having yeah yes so hype exports as javascript um and so if um and 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 this has been and it also you know you can you can embed all kinds of you know html css whatever um within it so you still have to be very cognizant of the whole browser situation but another thing as it is sort of a web development tool um it has really good browser checking that like when you're exporting you can turn off you can tell it to check all these different browsers for things that won't work okay. um, so you know, yeah, and so obviously IE6, lots of stuff doesn't work, you know, transparency, transparent PNGs, rounded corners, stuff like that. Um, IE7 also still problematic, and that's actually some testing I've done recently. Um, or IE8 in compatibility mode, you know, there are some some different um, flavors that are problematic. So um, it it's still something where you have to do a lot of testing, but one of the reasons I like it is because it's using JavaScript on modern browsers, it's one of the most reliable, it just works kind of outputs that I've seen. Mm -hmm. So 
you know, if something has to be delivered to iPads and stuff like that, you know, I'm going to I'm going to use hype um, because it, it works really well um, and really predictably across modern browsers. Cool. Oh, hey, you had another one you wanted to mention, too. Speaking of, like, code that's out there and tools for HTML5 and stuff, um, you, ha- you came across something that you wanted to talk about, which is really cool. Yeah, so there's this impress.js uh, script, uh, and it's basically JavaScript version of, like, Prezi, or it, it can be used to that. What was the – I'm trying to find the site now that had the – that was the funny – because <laughs> basically somebody turned in turned uh, used impress the uh, used impress to uh, build a rapid presentation development tool um and i'll we'll link it up in the show notes but it was it was pretty um hilarious uh because it was basically it would it would go out and it would find images for keywords that you were using so you basically type in an outline and then click present you know build presentation and um it even had a lazy button where you could um, it would automatically scroll through the slides for you, um, but it's pretty cool. It's actually it's really lightweight. It's um, you it's it's very um, it's a presentation tool, but it's it's all browser you know it's on the browser and it's all um, CSS three, and it's got transitions. It's got uh, a lot of. I just I, I think there's a whole lot that could be done with it if you think about even if you had to wrap it in something to. Um, you know, either whether it's a web object or something like that, you could you could do a um, a lot with it. Now, it's same same type of thing with the issues you have with with something like Hype, though. It does work really well in modern browsers, but you'd have some issues um, as as you go back to some of the older ones and some of the other issues. Um, but it's yeah, it's just jQuery. It's uh, it's pretty sweet. Sorry. I guess it must not have been the link that you sent me, but I saw one that was like somebody created like a Prezi-like presentation with it, mm-hmm. and it was cool. Yeah, and, and you actually, can... one of my workers showed me how it looks on like IE7 or something like that, and they were like, "Well, it it totally doesn't work at all." And I was like, "No, it totally degraded." Like, no, 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 that's a good thing. <laughs> right. Um, right. No, I mean, it, it did, it wasn't the, the flying around and tilting in 3D thing, but it, it just laid it out on screen, one, two, three, four, you know, like scrolling and, you know, the, all the content was still there. Yeah, yeah, it, so it, you, it will, yeah, graceful degradation yeah. for your content, which is nice. And it, actually, if you, we'll link it up, it's the, if you actually go to the GitHub, uh, it's bartez.github.com, that, the actual link up to it there's a it's that's the one that's sort of like a prezi it does the rotation and zoom in zoom out and and scale and and all that stuff but it's all um no flash needed no other stuff so it's pretty sweet so we'll link it up and uh you guys can check it out cool uh yeah so actually i got that from uh steve flowers who uh happened to uh, watch a couple of his presentations at the Coast Guard conf- uh, conference. I kept calling it conference. It's a workshop. It's the U.S. Coast Guard uh, HPT workshop, and it was I went to that a couple of weeks ago. Uh, with uh, Steve uh, was presenting. Aaron Silver's actually he was in town. He presented with Steve on Tin Can, um, and uh, overall it's pretty good. Uh, there was a couple of presentations I went to. Uh, one of them was uh, pretty good. Uh, I'll. Obviously, should have had this in the in the 
some thoughts written down, but uh, there was a really good one on focusing on the mission instead of tasks um, and sort of inspiring people to do things or learn things based on the actual mission instead of uh, you need to do this so that this gets checked off the list. Right. Um, and it was, it was really good. It was, uh, it wasn't um, directly applicable to let's say like corporate training stuff. Cause he was talking about stuff that saves people's lives every day. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot that could be pulled from that as around um, what, you know, kind of focusing on the bigger picture and, and, and motivating. Um, there's some motivational yeah. tactics that could be had there. And, and he had some good stories, some good, um, good stories around how he was able to motivate his, his people to do things a little bit differently. Same, same tasks, but uh, approached and communicated differently. And um, he got better results. And that's what we all want, right? Yeah. So I'll link well, that. motivation absolutely is, is, is crucial. And, and I, yeah. I would, I would say that there's probably a lot that we can learn from, from that sort of stuff. I mean, even if it's not a life and death situation, um, you know, if there are, there really is something to be said for the culture of an organization being one that people can get behind and want to get behind, you yeah, know, that's... and even if it's not the culture of the larger organization, it can be whatever mission you're trying to build the skills for. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that one was pretty good. Uh, Steve uh, did a, did one that was uh, how he, there's a new type of training that they were implementing. Um, it was a new way of um, basically a new delivery method uh and it was instead of bringing everybody in for i don't know like a concentrated three or six weeks or whatever it was and it was spread out over 50 weeks with a couple of um concentrated sessions but a lot of interaction in between and a lot of um you know a couple hours a day here or, or whatever um uh, asynchronous stuff that they could they could go do and, and community type stuff so it was a really cool deal that the presentations aren't linked up yet or i would have I, I really wanted to, uh, you know, spit some spit some hard data out about um, what he was focused on, but they're not up yet. As soon as they're live, I'll link them up somewhere. Cool. Uh, they actually have some video for some of them also, um, so which should be pretty good. So you can actually watch the presentation instead of just reading slides that mean nothing without the presenters. Um, but uh, nice. but it was it was cool. It was nice to see because it's a little bit disruptive in the Coast Guard and um, the style that they were doing. And they they had one testimonial. They had a guy get up that has that was taking part. That was uh, in the pilot, and his testimony was like, "Wow, this is awesome. This is really working." And uh, nice. he talked a whole lot about the experience, which was really nice to hear. Um, how the entire experience was different and was was really good, and it was not just um, you know, a class, it was an experience. So mm-hmm. but that was pretty cool. And then, uh, Steve and Aaron presented on tin can and I thought I, I really liked, I, I, I tweeted a few things out of it, um, during the session, but I think the biggest thing that I got out of it, I always like learning more and more and seeing different presentations on tin can so I can uh, get different perspectives. But, um, they came up with an analogy that I thought was really good that, um, SCORM, is this giant fortress, right? Where you have to, um, it's really hard to get into. And once you're inside, it's, you know, you you have to stay in its boundaries and it's very 
you know, yeah. it's very complex and corridors and all these other things. And there's, but, but it's very much a fortress. Whereas something like tin can is an antenna or a tower that's open and, and both receiving and sending out signals all the time. Yeah. And so, you know, you can't, it's, it's a lot more difficult to push stuff into a fortress than it is to, you know, send something to it, to an antenna. So I thought that visual was really good. Again, I'll have to get, see if I can get Steve to just send me that visual or that slide. Um, because I thought he did a really good job on, on that one specifically. Um, that may help a few folks on understanding that transition from SCORM to 10 can and what the differences are and what the benefits are. Um, yeah. so I think they did a really good job of presenting that information. Um, and, yeah, so overall, I thought it was it was it was pretty good. I, I that's, those are the big things takeaways that I had from it, uh, and then just being able to hang out with uh, with Aaron for a couple of days and and learn more about the stuff that he's doing, and then Steve uh, to getting to know him a little bit better was cool. Then I actually also got to spend a couple of days in D.C. So I, I hooked up with uh, Patrick Scullin for a couple of days, uh, who he had. Uh, um, beers one night and then lunch the next day. And then I actually had dinner with Craig and his wife, uh, Emily and I did on, uh, that Sunday night. It was really nice. Cool. So yeah, I got to, uh, meet Craig, Craig in person for the first time. Uh, so that was cool. And we of course lost the, uh, the other side of the table. We started ranting and rambling and, uh, but it was, it was good times. We shut the restaurant down. So that was, uh, it's always good. Yeah. Good, good conversation. It doesn't sound like there was any drinking involved. I don't recall. I don't. There, there might have <laughs> I'm been. I'm sure you don't. I don't. We might have had some flights of samples or something. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry. Um. You still there? Mm-hmm. Okay. You're drinking. I am. Oh, uh, just a quick, quick little announcement though. That um, this isn't. You know, we haven't moved forward with it or anything. But Craig, I actually. Um, Aaron and I were talking during the week and we, we had some sort of ideas around bringing back undercast and overcast as part of the network nice. and um, talking about how managers, um, you know, one of the things that about the overcast that we tried to do before was that we wanted it to be from a manager's perspective or from a leadership perspective. Um, and we didn't really have that, experience so it was kind of hard for us to talk about it we could talk about it like how we wanted to anyhow right. uh long story short we were we were talking one day we we're like you know we should really have that now and, and we should bring in people that are now managers that used to not be mm-hmm. and focus on you know how do you um how do you be how are you the manager that you always wanted and not the manager that you hated when you actually get that opportunity yeah. Um, and then instantly he was like, oh, we got, you know, I was like, we should get Craig in on this. We should do this. So I, you know, email Craig. He's like, yes, I'd love to host. So I think we're, I think we're going to kick that forward pretty quickly and, uh, hopefully have Craig, uh, host the overcast and get, um, get some people that are, you know, like I, I, I think, uh, Matt cross would be good. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, Aaron, now that he's doing more management type stuff would be good. So getting some people in there to talk about how, how to manage the way we always wish we were managed. That's awesome. So, uh, anyway, so that was kind of cool. So it was like a, yeah, it was a real, um, lot of, uh, auxiliary or supporting things that happened that week, um, that kicked off. So it's getting real up in emergent radio, y'all. Seriously. We, yeah, all kinds of shows and t-shirts and donation 
icons and all that. And kind t-shirt. Of stuff. Oh, do you want to talk about the uh, the bias a beer button? I, I, I we could do that. So um, yeah. we have a bias a beer uh, page now. I actually need to change the title. I think it says donate right now, but I'll I'll change that. But the actual buttons do. Um, you can you can pick from a menu if you'd like to buy us a beer. Uh, I think there's a subscription option you can pick. Uh, what do, I don't even want to mention the first level, but it's there. Um, yeah. And then there's then there's the you know Shinerbach level, which is a pretty yeah. good you know pretty yeah. good deal. And then there's a and then uh, Rogue. The, yeah, this is this is going to be like a, a Rogue. I'd say it like a one of the big six fifties or so, mm-hmm. uh, a, like a dead guy or something like that. So. Um, there's that level, um, and then there is the Chimay level. Um, so yeah. Yeah, which you know you top it out at a at a fine, uh, fine yes. craft abbey or uh, Trappist Trappist ale, and we'll, we'll be good to go. I have to I have to take a little Trappist detour here, by the way. Go for it. Um, because I, I believe we all know that I like the Belgian beers and, and particularly Trappist beers. Um, I have a podcast recommendation for everyone. Um, this is uh, one that Steve um, Flowers recommended to me this last week. And when I listened to one of the recent episodes, I realized I had heard about it on Kickstarter. But it's a great design podcast, little short episodes. Um, and I listened to some of the, couple of mo- the most recent ones. Oh, have I mentioned the name yet? It's called 99% Invisible. We'll link it up. Um, and I listened to a couple of the most recent episodes um, and they were really good and then I just kind of scanned through the list. They have around 60 episodes now and there was one about beer um, and and specifically um, one of the Trappist, one of the seven Trappist beers that's um, considered the, like the best beer in the world and uh, sort of about the experience of buying it and um, all of that and it's a really great episode even has a Game of Thrones tie-in in it and a really good podcast and thank Thank you for the recommendation and for like a lot of people who have given me podcast recommendations i am becoming more and more of a podcast junkie like by the day um so it's and i'm learning a lot from this particular one so it's really good yeah check that um, one out i haven't i have i've listened like the first 10 minutes of that uh, the beer one i haven't finished oh yeah but it's, oh, okay it's queued up, so. funny how that happened that we yeah. both went to the beer episode like how, how in the world imagine the, what are the odds um <laughs> So, yeah, that was really good. So people who are into design and how things are made and and whatever, um, check out 99% Invisible if you haven't already. Um, All right. So so you mentioned briefly um, when you were talking about uh, hype that you had the uh, HTML5 uh, report was out already or or off to the printer or something. So what's the status of that? We might have to edit this out. Oh, I'm not sorry. sure, okay. but it's coming pretty. It's coming really soon. Okay. Fun. So, did you have fun doing that report? Oh, you know what? No, we don't have to edit this out because it's already been it's already been mentioned in public. Okay, whatever. So, um, oh, I had tons of fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was really interesting to um, take something I've been writing about. And keeping track of for a couple of years and do it in a more rigorous way in the sense of like naming all of the the research and the the references and things like that. Um, Because I'm not particularly good at that, um, at like storing 
bookmarks and sources and uh, making citations and stuff like that. So it was really interesting um, on that level. Um, One of the things that was really actually fun about it is that I interviewed uh, people from four or five different companies who are doing things in HTML5 and um, just kind of getting their different perspectives. It was really, that was really cool. And they contributed uh, quite a lot to um, the the shape of the report and to the, um, I don't know, just to, to kind of personalizing it and making, uh, um, giving some concrete examples. Um, so that was really fun. Um, and it was it, it, it ended up being a, a, a very um, actually kind of a long and I hope comprehensive in the sense that it'll answer the questions that people really have. It's not going to teach you to code, um, but it will hopefully from a, um, a strategic level and a design and development level, um, it will give you a good um, sort of view into um, why it's important or whether it's important um, for your company and um, sort of what's going on what the history is and and things like that cool so yeah it was a um i think it was i i, I won't say it was easier fun um but i'm pretty proud of it i think that it it, it i hope anyway that it'll be helpful for people good i'm sure it will wanted, be. i'm looking um, forward to it uh we all know about the e-learning guild um and their research reports um, this is going to be a hot topic report uh coming soon i don't know exactly how soon but it'll be pretty soon good deal so, uh, what else you got? Uh, I have a new iPhone on the way. Fancy. Do you? I do not. Do, do not yet. It? Not yet. I'm not getting it yet. We're uh, we're still. I'm transitioning from to uh, you know maybe to to a business account with Verizon or something possibly, and so I'm sort of waiting to feel out, figure out what I'm doing from a service side before I commit to anything. I'm talking to Verizon, actually, um, in hopes that it will have service either at my home or at my work or both would be awesome. But I'm not picky. Um, AT&T is just the suck um, for for my particular locations. Um, So, yeah, um, I I, it's it's I don't know. I hope I definitely hope to get it before Dove Learn. Um, um, It's it's coming. It's one of those things that when you work for a company, they buy you a phone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't gotten a new phone because I've been waiting for the five. So I still have my broke screen, wonky home button for, not for us, because um, I'm totally not a, a huge gadget fangirl. Um, right. And yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to having the five. My husband has it already, loves it. It's awesome. Kind of feels like a, like a display model fake, but um, I'm sure that I'll, I'll like it because I will, well, you know? Yes. Yeah. 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 I, I, uh, I'm, I've got the four S so I'm, I mean, I'm, it's not like I'm hurting, but uh, it's uh, I, I did, I did get to play with one for about 10 minutes the other day and it's, it's remarkably light. Like that's the thing that I noticed the most is that it feels like it's not, I mean, it's just yeah, just ridiculously light for for the power that it has. So pretty crazy. Yeah, I'm uh, impressed. Cool. So we enjoy it. And I'm glad. You know, I I think it's really cool that um, you know, 
you can there are certain people who are always going to get the new thing and they're going to be um on the edge of their seat always to get the new thing but and there are a lot of people i think that think that apple sort of drives that and always tries to make you sort of lust after the next new thing um i think that first of all just about every product company does that that's how they make money is that they try to make you you know, want the next thing. Sure. But I think that Apple actually, like, I'd be perfectly happy with my four. You know, yeah. I happen to be getting a, a five. It's free. Um, but I, I could use my four for a really long time because it's just going to keep getting cooler and cooler all the time because Apple's going to keep making iOS updates that most of the stuff will work with my phone. And, you know, it's just it's a good quality product and I could keep it until I oops it in a river yep. or something um, or we until call, it, call, it finally gets call. too many cracks. Um, yep. So I, I really like that. I think that it's I don't know, because you have like this one company that's making this one product line in a very um, sort of determined and um, designed way. Um, they where they don't do the huge upgrades every single year. They actually do the big upgrades on about the same um, uh, schedule as people's cell phone contracts are up. Um, they're really not driving this sort of mad consumerism as much as people think they are. You're going to edit all this shit out, right? We'll see. Um, so, yeah, you can totally feel free to. But I just kind of get like, I don't know, people... People see, you know, like crowds in front of the Apple store or whatever, and they just sort of make certain assumptions about what Apple wants and what, you know, the money that Apple is trying to make, like everybody else is not. But I don't really see the same thing. Maybe I'm just a total fangirl, but I don't think so. I I, I think Apple does plenty of stuff wrong. I just don't see the, I I don't know. I I, I just like how they've been releasing the iPhone and, and I like that, um, I can think that the the next new thing is awesome and hot and sexy and whatever, but I could totally use my keep using my phone for a long time and it would keep getting cooler. Yeah, I think the funny thing is that you know the people that are railing on whatever Apple is doing and having people standing in line and stuff like you know all those whatever companies that they support or whatever else would be you know would be thrilled to have that kind of fan base. So <laughs> it's uh it's you know, it's like whatever. You know, if that if you produced a good quality product that was that good and and had a loyal, you know, following, or whatever. But um, to you know, to each their own on that deal. But the one thing that I I but, um yeah I read something the other day though that was really good. It was like you know, look for the, as far as upgrading. You know, for me, it's going to be a couple hundred bucks if I you know def- to who I switch to or if I I think I have one of my three on the family plan that's eligible for upgrade. Um, so if I did that, you know, it'd be whatever, but you know, for a couple of hundred dollars in my, you know, current state or whatever, for something that I use about 20 hours a day. Yeah. Um, and as powerful as the damn thing is, uh, you know, it's my camera, it's my phone, it's my computer, it's my everything. Um, my, it, that the, the per use on that is, is nuts. Yeah, totally. So it's like, totally. you know, so there's the, that's the, that's the thing there. It's different than, you know, maybe a buying a new shiny laptop all the time. Although I just did that too. So it's all good. 
So, but uh, yeah, all right, cool deal. Well, we've got uh, a couple of really great shows coming up. We've got next week actually. Uh, we're recording, recording, hopefully publishing next week also, but recording for sure. Um, with uh, Ruben Tosman and Chris Rockwell, which that should be a hell of a show. I'm really looking forward to that. And then right before DevLearn, we're record, uh, we're, we're going to have Megan Bow on the show. Um, and so those are going to be a couple of really great shows to, to hit up right before DevLearn. And then we'll see what happens at DevLearn. Um, uh-huh. and, and thereafter. Although I thought about this the other day. If we record at DevLearn, nobody's going to be able to hear it outside of Vegas. Yeah, we got. Well, and, and we won't record at DevLearn, so it's fine. Yeah, exactly. We, we both yeah. know Why that. would we even we both consider that. that possibility? Exactly. Yeah, all right. So um, that's that's pretty much it, Brian. And I am out of beer. I just took my last sip myself, so. Cool. See you later. Um, there you have it.